1: Welcome in to Campus Crossover. We're uh, we're here to talk about the game of the century That's tomorrow. Right, baby. Let's it's go. It's gonna be the so the much Circus
2: fun. is in town.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> all dear. probably noticed we've got the PHNX Wildcats crew up here. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm. This is Ryan Koningsberg, uh, Saul Bookman, and of course at the end we got Mike Luke. Uh, first of all, how how is the trip? How are you guys like in Denver so far? It's pretty cool pretty cool. I mean, I used to live in Denver for three years. So oh, really? I had no I, idea. I
2: mean, yeah, yeah. I used to live in Aurora, so.
1: Oh, that's different. Uh, that's know, not Denver. Representing the Wildcats all <laughs> out here in Denver.
0: No, no, not very far. The landscape scenery is a little different than Tucson, but mm-hmm. um, I dig it. I can see why you guys like
3: it up here. When Michaela worked here, she had a cactus. So that that would have made you feel more at home.
2: Yeah, yeah, but then she took it and then, then, she, then killed it back home in oh, Arizona. Oh, did she try to R.I.P. transport? it? Yeah, yeah. RIP. Yeah. It wasn't Another, ready for the temperature it change. Was, it wasn't ready. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck is this hot shit? <laughs> 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 all right.
1: Uh, we've got to dig in because there's a lot to talk about. Is um, there? <laughs> there is so much that we all need to get off of our chest today. Uh, in case you guys haven't heard, Colorado plays Arizona tomorrow in Boulder. Uh, and what people are calling the game of the century. It yes, should be a, yeah. a lot of fun. It's at 1 30. And uh, let's just dig in. We've I'm got just,
3: a. I'm just glad these guys are here because misery loves company. It's the resistible object versus the <laughs> movable
1: force. That's it's, all it is. It's really perfect. Um, first off, this is just a broad question What scares you guys about Colorado? <laughs>
3: ah <laughs> uh, wow we're not talking about like avalanches and like uh, no 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 no, no. Uh, wildfires yeah. Or, yeah. or anything yeah. like that
2: no uh it, for the buffs <laughs> on yes. the field uh i would just say uh, looking at the texas a&m tape in their defense that's the only thing that scares me that's about it
3: i mean it's fair i think that it, this if this team has like something in their bag that they that Could really show out tomorrow, I feel like it would be the defense.
0: Uh, like do, it always a, it always worries me playing a Power Five Division One team when you're <laughs> on a 17 game losing streak. So that's basically what I would go. I'm going to go with a more broad brushed approach than what Saul just went with.
3: Ah, uh, yes. Do you know when that last win was? Though it was against Colorado. It sure was. We also had Khalil Tate back then. Now. Mm. Oh my God. No one. I still have nightmares about Khalil Tate. There is yeah. kind of a
1: crazy stretch in the series where Khalil Tate went for like 300 yards rushing and 300 yards passing the next time. Yeah. I think there were like a. Another game Phillip where they went, went for like 280 in a game. exactly last year. Jarek Broussard, Broussard on the buff side 301. Yep. Yep. Who just, do you think is going to be like the, the, the guy tomorrow who's gonna put up a big number? Uh,
0: Jarek J- Broussard <laughs> again, yeah, the, <laughs> again. <laughs> yes, again. Dude, I, okay. I actually
1: so this, Are you is, go the, someone
2: from Arizona, this is the so? one thing about Arizona that, that I have been pleasantly surprised with mm-hmm. is that defensively they have held their own in the first half of most of these games. You know, and in the second half, midway through the third quarter, that's when the wheels kind of fall off. They get a little tired, um, and they wear down because the offense hasn't really done much to help them out. You guys have seen this story before, so (laughs) again, it's like it's like twins. It's it's the the Spider-Man meme all over again. Uh, You know, seventeen-game losing streak. They're looking to snap that again. Mike and I have talked about this. If Arizona doesn't win tomorrow. Looking at their preseason schedule or their non-conference schedule next year, there's a legit possibility we could go three years without winning a game. <laughs> this thing they could, have to win this fucking game.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this thing could hit
0: mid-20s without – this thing could easily hit mid-20s. That's where we're looking at right now. But you know what? With Arizona football, it is the little things here, fellas. Mm-hmm. I think this year it's a little bit different. We're not as bad because I think we have a coaching staff that at least wants to win. That's at least somewhat intrigued by that possibility. (laughs) Whereas in the past you had a coaching staff that just didn't care. Um, So take that for what it's worth.
3: I've been kind of impressed with just, the, you know, the way that Jedfish has carried himself. Um, I might be a little bit biased because I one time had drinks with him at the Combine uh, and he was really cool. So <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, tell that story a little bit. I mean, honestly, it's just this is the NFL Combine is like the coolest thing ever because it's the one place like the NFL keeps their walls up at all times mm-hmm. and for whatever reason the wall, all of the walls come down because that's what
2: you do in Indianapolis. There ain't shit else to do but drink. as <laughs> would just <laughs> at,
3: drink and have fun at, at Prime right. 47 Steakhouse. It's literally <laughs> the entire NFL <laughs> world starting at like midnight goes Virges. to one steakhouse and I, we, like it, it gets so packed in there. And you've got like like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport on like hmm. opposite sides of the bar, and then like the entire like coaching staffs like down the middle, and it's just so crazy. But so it gets really packed in there. And one time I was like. You sometimes you just can't move. So, like, me and Jed Fish were just stuck next to each other. So we just struck up a conversation and talked for, like, hours. Did he talk about it? <laughs> hours! About yes.
2: Wow. Not even just a few no, minutes. No, no. Hours. Yeah,
3: like, actually, at the time, CU... Oh, gosh. What was this? This would have been pre-Mel Tucker. Yeah. So, like, they were... I think he was a candidate. Is this the candidate. Mike McIntyre era? Yeah. I, well, I think he was a candidate in that search. Um, so that's how we started talking and just, like... Wow. got into talking about football he was really really cool he had a lot a lot of interesting thoughts i think mm-hmm. at the time he was the quarterback's coach for the rams does that sound about right yeah it does yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. so yeah, he has an incredible resume fascinated.
2: yeah an incredibly diverse resume because he's only been in each place for like a year or two there is that part of it yeah so yeah
1: i
3: think he has some colorado connection
1: yeah he's sort. mike shanahan coaching tree there you go he's yeah a,
3: he's part of many coaching
1: trees <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I'll, just, I'll just put it to you like that
1: yeah yeah
3: but uh no i think that for me, what scares me about Arizona mm-hmm. is they actually have a quarterback who can complete passes.
2: Oh, easy there, Killer. <laughs> easy there. <laughs> we did have a quarterback that could complete I passes. I looked at
3: the stats. This dude's completing 67% of his no, passes. He,
2: and all of those were
1: against BYU in game number one. After that. Okay. Let's show. So, let's yeah. throw this out there, though. Brendan Lewis, this season, started every game. They've been reluctant to pull him out even in the fourth quarter blowouts. Because he knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> something there's something but uh he put up 475 yards so forth so far this season passing passing yeah gunner Cruz, 454 despite being benched <laughs> jordan mcleod in those couple of games 481
0: here's the problem you've got two that. guys right there yeah. you got to remember though that 316 of those were in one game so basically in two games after that it's been about a hundred and the fact that he has yeah. a capability of throwing for 316 <laughs> yards is what scares me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all right. Here, I'm, I'm going to throw, throw some water on your optimism. Is that a term, water on your sure. optimism? Sure, yeah. It doesn't really matter. But uh, – Arizona has been giving significant reps all week to a wide receiver who hasn't played quarterback in three years, <laughs> we're, and we're talking like twenty five percent of the reps. Yeah. So, do you think Jamari might start? Is that the uh, Jamari no, won't start? Did
1: the OU daily report that? No, you did. They were to the class right. the yes. second story building right. across the street from Kim- my the response, apartments. My response would be that you know we've been begging for the tight end Matt Lynch to start getting reps at quarterback and <laughs> right. to flip back, and they haven't even pulled the trigger so on the Lynch. Pick? Oh, he, he could be. Nice. He there could, it is. That's, that's the, we want to find out. That's
2: the winning quote right there. That's the that's the headline. Lynchpin. Mm-hmm.
1: Lynchpin. <laughs> Lynch yeah. Uh, let's let's just move on. I mean, the the next question I've got here is who do you steal from the other team? Like, if you got to poach one player, who do you take? And I think for Ryan and I, it's pretty simple. <laughs> Whoever QB one is in the given week is who you take. <laughs> Like I'd love to go after an offensive lineman and say, like, we gotta we got bolster things up front, but it's it's just too simple. Arizona here. has
0: a couple good football players. They do. They do. Stanley Barry Hill is yeah. very good.
1: Um, but we uh, don't
0: need wide receivers, right?
1: Well we don't know if they're good because they can't throw the ball. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Well, fair enough, fair enough. But we do have a couple good players over yeah. here. Um, so wait. F- let me flip it around. If you were us,
3: who would you steal from Arizona and put on mm-hmm. Colorado? See what I'm oh. saying? Oh,
0: Stanley Berryhill,
2: uh, Stanley okay. Berryhill, or or I would I would probably even we, wager to say maybe we probably would have given you Gunner Cruz. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Like, wait a second, like,
0: you want Gunner Cruz if you're Colorado? Yes, yeah, a, uh, yeah.
3: Like,
1: dog, they don't have anybody. Stanley Berryhill's completing two thirds of his passes, Just running
3: around out there.
2: Yeah.
1: We're we're looking to break right. the ten completion per game threshold this week. Yeah, like I would like Broussard because okay. uh, you mm-hmm. know he's a solid running yeah. back and he's.
2: Shown the propensity to torch teams before
3: us, so <laughs> he tor- he torched everyone last year. He did. He so I'd rather take that away year. from
2: you, so we could have him. Oh, so I know he couldn't torch us. Because someone's bound
3: yeah. to go off. All, yeah. Going all the way back to Kadim Carey, 366 yards. Yes. I'll never forget. Highest. I've right. never seen anything like it. Inside zone every play from,
0: sh- from well, who would you take? <laughs> um Oh, I would take Jerick Broussard in a second. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that. not Nate Landman.
3: No, Cause because if I were
0: you guys, I would take Nate Landman.
3: On defense? Yes. Why? I, the def- our de- you know, I'm not worried about the defense. This will sound
0: really this I'm sound telling cr-
2: you the under yeah. is crazy right now. <laughs> yep. 46 and a half right now. Dude, that might be the easiest money of the weekend. DraftKings pick of the week. Dude, this shit might be 0-0 into the 7th overtime. <laughs> all like, all on board. Yep. <laughs>
0: be so fucking you think bad Vegas is maybe looking at a turnover fest slash pick six type situation better hope so <laughs> Brandon Lewis
3: can't throw pick six because he never actually throws no. it <laughs> that's the thing is we've been begging for interceptions
0: <laughs> that is literally said, the ball.
3: if you go out there and throw seven interceptions it'll be better than watching the pump fakes. Uh, yeah uh. it's it's been a struggle it's been a struggle who oh.
1: knows that's, it, it can't stay this bad forever right at some it, point it. Oh. that's what I said you know, we were Henry and I were sitting here waiting for you
3: guys, and Ugh. I said, you know, that it's really hard to like even imagine a world in which I'd leave the game tomorrow like happy. Yeah. Like obviously, I want the Buffs to win. If they win, I will be somewhat happy. But like the only way I leave it like really like pump in my fist is if somehow, some way over the bye week, Brendan Lewis like figured it out and starts throwing so dimes.
2: So here's a question for you: What would you feel worse about right now as a Buffs fan—the fact that you're in the position you are right now, or if you would have beat Texas A&M mm-hmm. and then proceeded to lose the games like you have after that, don't yeah. you think you would have been like feeling? Because that would have been ultimate high optimism after yeah. that point.
3: Well, you got to remember Carl Durrell won coach of the year last year in the Pac-12. <sighs> so, you you know, you come out, you start 2-0 and uh, with a win over Texas A&M. Everyone's thinking like we're back. So, yeah, and that so
2: fall from grace. You guys could have beat Alabama. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I you mean, just have
0: something. See, that's where I can't wrap my head around you, Arizona, winning this game, though, is that you guys have a 10 7 game against AM. If Arizona were to play AM, that's a not f- true. Not true. Because we competed against Oregon in Oregon, we were right there. But here's the thing though. We're ecstatic. Here's where Arizona football is. We're ecstatic about a game that we lost by twenty two points in the QB through five picks.
2: Yeah, but we were close in the fourth quarter.
0: <laughs> we were close to the fourth quarter. Co- like those weren't the stats legit. until the end of like, the game. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: don't so we lost the, by twenty two ig- points.
2: Ignore the final score. Those three quarters are the best quarters of Arizona football mm-hmm. in two years. Hey, those
1: is, those forty four no, yeah, forty four <laughs> minutes and forty five seconds of that AM so game where the Bucks were it's in the like.
3: lead.
1: Whew. This is That the was nice. Best. I
0: love that we're literally just trying to talk each other into why the other team, why your team will win. Hey, I'm going to side with Vegas on with. There's a reason that you guys are seven and a half point favorites, not us. Yeah, I'll be hitting so a heavy that. emotional hedge on the Arizona money line. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of movement hey, on the, would you on the take, money line.
3: Uh, or if you were them, who would you take from Colorado?
1: I think I think the Jerick Broussard case is good. I really? think the fact that the numbers aren't is there, there this year, this year yeah. fifty yards a game, it's not ideal well he's done nothing yet the offensive line isn't good the box is packed the play calling isn't good I mean there's there's potential there how bad has? and do you need Nate Landman to stop this offense yeah obviously last year that Arizona
3: had a historically bad rushing defense has it been that bad this, this year? Because that's the one way you could talk me into Colorado winning. No, the
0: Arizona defense is legitimately not bad. It's not great, but okay. it's not b- – listen, Don Brown, the defensive coordinator for the U of A, is probably the most accomplished coach that the U of A's had in probably 25 years i mean he's a you know he's one of the best defensive coordinators in in the in the conference if not college football Chip kelly uh talked about it carl durrell talked about it this week where he said he's a difficult guy to be able to game plan because he's multiple he brings blitzes from all kinds of different angles i mean there's a reason that he was the michigan defensive coordinator for five or six years so he they're legitimately not bad on the Mm -hmm. defensive side of the
2: ball yeah they, they they're they're very fundamental they, 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 don't, they don't lose technique very often. The only ways they get beat is because of legit talent. Right. You know, there's, they go up against dudes that are just better than them. But they're in the right positions for the most part to be able to compete. So on the defensive side, like I, I don't have too many complaints because I know what they have and they're doing the best they can. And, and, and they're keeping it close for the most part in these games, right. at least for the, through the first half.
3: And that's why, to me, like again, I keep going back to this under, and I keep thinking yeah, it's going to be a really close game, one way or the other. Um, is Arizona is first of all smart enough to know that Brendan Lewis can't throw the football, so they're going to be able to put eight guys in the box and just say stop the run, and then see what happens. I have a feeling Colorado is still going to find see, themselves in a from lot. From the U of A perspective,
2: longs. this is when Brendan Lewis all of a
1: sudden throws for like <laughs> six hundred yards, and you're like,
0: what the. F-? What? Yeah,
1: that's the one thing exactly. that can make me hype. You love to hear it, but it's what you love to hear. At the same time, though, like
0: he's got an interesting stat, and, and forgive me, I haven't watched a ton of live Colorado Buffalo football. Nobody has. Um, correct. But <laughs> I do have a question, though. You very rarely see a quarterback that, in one game against a team in A and M, that's I think we can say has some pretty good talent. Mm-hmm. They might they're inconsistent, but they got some good talent. Rushes for eighty yards, but then you look at some of the other games and. Against USC, like 11 for negative 13. Was that just an aberration? Can he not run? What? Is, what's the deal with his legs? So, first of all, those numbers get skewed
1: by the sacks.
0: Well, yeah, for so, sure. Obviously. So, he. Colorado gives up a crazy amount
1: of sacks. Dumb thing about college first football stats. First of all, stats. that is the worst part of college football stats. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. offensive line has been bad. Mm-hmm. And so that creates sacks. Can Brendan he Lewis. Can they run the ball, though? Literally. Oh, can yeah. they. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can. I he mean, can. Go keep going, and then but yeah, I mean the then the, on the other side is that Brendan Lewis holds the ball so long that, that he contributes three four sacks a game that are his fault, mm-hmm. and so you just have these massive sack numbers that tank those numbers. But the reason I'd say like you don't have to worry too much about the rushing threat is because the book is out now against Texas A and M, people didn't totally know that he just couldn't throw the football now teams have come around to that fact. And it's like, don't let the running backs get the ball and run. Don't let Brendan Lewis get the ball and run. If you do that, you're going to be just fine.
3: Yeah, and additionally, for whatever reason, and this has been the single you know, um, thing that has CU fans just losing their minds, the, they haven't called the designed runs for him in, in mm-hmm. these last few weeks. A lot of people originally thought, okay, well, it's because they don't want to get him hurt because behind him is a true freshman who they literally – keep pounding into everyone's head he's not ready he's not ready he's not ready we're not playing him it just can't be true that he's looks like this can't be worse i could so yeah to to me that's the thing is they aren't they don't want to run him they don't want to get him out on the edge and i think the reason that they don't want to play drew carter is because they feel like they've ruined brendan lewis like he wasn't ready and he was forced in there because of the injury to uh, JT Shrout. And so now they're saying like, okay, well He's now his confidence test
0: right. dummy time. Yeah,
3: his yeah. confidence is shot. We're not going to throw in another guy who's not ready and, and lose his confidence too.
1: Yeah. I think that makes sense.
2: That's a tough position to be in. It's, sure is. Yeah. Sure is, Saul. <laughs> Hit
1: the nail on the head right there. Because honestly, I think that if this team
3: like it, we don't know what JT Shrout was going to be. He was mm-hmm. a transfer from Tennessee who was looking like he was going to win the starting quarterback. The problem is the fact that it was even a competition now like in hindsight i'm looking like how was that how was that ever a competition mm-hmm. um so we don't know how good he would have been but if he was legit i think that this buffs team had a chance to compete for a bowl game the, the what we've realized like so obviously here is that when your quarterback it's, it's not like having a bad quarterback it's like when your quarterback can't play quarterback you just don't have a shot. Like they don't have yeah. a shot to do anything against some of these r- 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 real teams.
2: That's why I think Arizona is going to, you know, kind of hearken back to the to the to the days when they had Chuck Levy. Jamari. Oh, Jamari Join. Yeah. They didn't have a quarterback either because they, they they were riddled with injury. So they put Chuck Levy, who was a wide receiver slash kind of do it everything yeah. you know kind of guy, at quarterback and they just ran the option all game long would and they would see that. and they won a lot of games doing that like yeah so it was legit and I mean I wouldn't be surprised if at some point tomorrow you get through maybe the first quarter and you're just like dude, this we just get him out yeah put Jamari in there let's just run the triple option and hope for the best because
0: here's what you guys are I think both well, being in 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 the Arizona football trenches so to speak okay um People really don't want to see Gunnar Cruz anymore. I'm sure Gunnar Cruz is a really nice guy. You'll see what we're talking about tomorrow. Um, there's essentially three plays in the playbook. <laughs> now, again, BYU is the first game. I get it. You're looking at the numbers and you're like, oh, well, our guy couldn't do that. I get that. But here's basic here's here's what happened in the UCLA game. Mm-hmm. Jordan McLeod, who is not Michael Vick, but he's go- he's a He's a mid-level Pac-12 quarterback. He's a legitimate starting caliber type guy. Mm -hmm. He's athletic enough to create his own Mm -hmm. stuff. He doesn't get sacked the entire game. Gunnar Cruz comes in and immediately it revolves into his four different plays that he has. There's the triple pump fake, where you take the sack after seven well yards. We've had um,
1: that's well scouted
0: by the Buffaloes Yes, yes, for sure. I was going <laughs> to say you probably got right. For sure.
2: As soon as they see the first pump play, pump fake, the entire defense on is like, "Oh, I have seen Ooh, this okay. shit before." Chasing side the the sideline right there.
0: <laughs> but that's also not to be overwhelmed though by the thirty yard heave out of bounds yes, when somebody's yes, wide open in yes. front of you. Shout mm-hmm. out
2: to the student section.
0: Correct. Go, yes, making
2: plays or, yeah,
0: always there's a wide
2: out in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> Or if you're looking to keep the ball and keep moving the chains, there's the two yard run, or there's the three yard checkdown. Mm. So fans, I'll give you an idea. Fans, I would say would rather see Will Plummer who lost to NAU than Gunnar Cruz, oh, and that that's what we're talking about here. See,
2: I'm a little bit. I, I sit on the other side of the fence for Mike on that one. I don't. Hey, wanna... I didn't say that. I said it. I'm speaking uh, okay. for the. I'm well, speaking for the, the people. Then the fans are wrong because Will. Pl- <laughs> I don't want to see Will Plummer because Will, Will Plummer literally looks like he's throwing. Like, he looks like me throwing with my left hand on every pass. But he's
1: throwing. Yeah, but that's the (laughs) key. He's throwing. Which is nice.
2: Yeah. Define throwing (laughs) for a second, okay? Like... Ball it's comes not, out of hand. It's not pretty. It doesn't go more than five yards. It's a wet, yep. a wet noodle. Like it's just not very good. So.
1: Uh, just to kind of bounce back to the Colorado side of things, you look at the 162 passing yards last week, and you're like, okay, that's competent. Remember, there was a 65 that's yard catch in relatively, where there's that's a tight competent. end standing. Oh, it's competent because before that was the 67 passing yards to ASU. Um, where there oh was a 26-yard jet sweep that gets counted <laughs> as a pass. The, before that, you get the uh, 55 yards against Minnesota at 89 against AM. We're Minnesota's th- good, though. They are. Not yeah. 55 yards, he, only good, but the they're thing. still good. Uh, you should be able to score a point on them
3: maybe yeah <sighs> so wait yeah. but you were you were pointing out the the tight end oh
1: yeah i mean the, the 162 yards 65 come tight end sitting wide open 5 yards away
0: catches it turns around and runs for 65 so here's the question it's like a, why is all the money going in on colorado and not arizona then? i don't think people watch these two teams I just yeah I think it's the Arizona the mystique of Arizona
3: yeah exactly it's the oh these guys haven't won a game in almost 800 days there's no (laughs) way like they don't know how to win and it's probably very true I'm fascinated to see how this game turns out but Mm -hmm. like it 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 really is you know Eric joked around calling it the down bad bowl it really is that because like I I Henry and I were talking about this before like. We literally said the Buffs can't afford to get blown out. Like, that's a thing that's in our head.
2: Dude, if you guys get yeah. blown out by Arizona, I swear they're going to have a parade when they
3: come back to Tucson.
2: <laughs> I swear. Like, yeah.
3: dude, that'll be the upset of the year. How, I, like, <laughs> where are you guys at, though, in terms of, like,
0: will Jedfish lose people if they get killed by Colorado? Oh, he's already lost people, man. I'm not saying that he should have, but, I mean, you had the UCLA game, there are a lot of people there, but there's people don't care right now
2: like listen like so so Mike's there in Tucson and he he feels whatever the vibes are down there right Mm -hmm. if if you take a step back from it from a national perspective all the other Wildcat fans that do not live in Tucson you knew this team was terrible like I knew this team was terrible Mm -hmm. the only the only loss that should have never happened is the NAU loss obviously right Mm -hmm. outside of that I don't know what the hell you thought you were going to get yeah. like, that's just, this, the, is, this well, is exactly what I thought was going to happen. I think
3: actually that NAU loss is actually why the money is coming in on Colorado, Probably. because if you have to like make a comparison, you're saying, okay, Arizona lost to NAU who lost to UNC who Colorado beat 35-7. So like that, if I was, you know, trying to talk myself into why sure. I'd bet on Colorado, mm-hmm. that makes sense. What's crazy. You know, you guys talk about attendance. This game is sold
1: out? To Props to the fans. What? Yes. I, there were a thousand tickets left yesterday. They is said it, family it, weekend, fast? it is, is, is family, family weekend? or
0: It is family weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, yeah. still, we know that. You know the circumstances. Dude,
2: but it's sold out? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Arizona's got no fucking shot.
0: Arizona <laughs>
1: is.
3: <laughs>
1: Blackout, everybody. you have heard,
0: wear black tomorrow. You guys are we're assuming that Arizona fans aren't traveling.
3: Hey, you never know. Hey, yeah. The
2: Alumni Association, I hear, is going to have three tables. Wow. <laughs> of 10. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Big day. Uh, by the uh, way, if you're coming out tomorrow, come by the uh, DNVR tailgate. Yeah, we'll have Breckenridge beers, our favorite beers. Um, we just asked, so I have some leftovers from last week, but I'm about to pick up all the beers for tomorrow. I'm hoping for a lot of seltzers. Saw so him downstairs. There's like a pallet of seltzers. I feel like tomorrow a seltzer day. Mm. All right. So I just tweeted Satana. out.
0: I tweeted out and I asked some of the U of A fans. I said, well, I don't want to paraphrase what I said. I'll just quote myself. I said, <laughs> the guys from DNVR Buffs want Gunner Cruz as their QB. Thoughts, U of A fans? <laughs> and the first thing that comes back is one with a woman saying, he's all yours. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's. We want to hear in the chat. Well, while we talk about Breckenridge Brewery, some of these things, let
1: us know who do you take as your quarterback this week, Gunnar Cruz or Brendan Lewis. I let mean, us know in there. It just has to be so obvious. Hey, hey. <laughs> it has to be so obvious. I think they think the same thing because they've know. been watching There's those nothing. guys. We've been watching these guys. It's going to be fun. There's I will nothing s- easy about this game. Again, though, you look at just just team passing yards. Bottom three Navy, Army, Air Force and then you've got Colorado at 100. <laughs> they literally don't they run the triple option <laughs> of those do. three schools. And
2: they throw the ball like 10 times a game, that's
1: it. <laughs> and there's a yeah, Colorado 100 per game. Next worst in FBS football, San Diego State, 121. And we lost to 20 yards. we right lost there.
2: to San Diego State.
1: You we you got were, murdered you by San Diego. State. That we were, <laughs> you you look at total yards. It's 237 for UL Monroe. <laughs> Two hundred and thirty nine for Colorado. What's your guys' record? 273 for Colorado? Like UConn. you're actually I mean, making was, our point for you're us right now. Making our
2: point for us. Like you just said, like oh, Colorado's so bad. They're only one spot behind the team that beat you by thirty. <laughs> 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 at your place like it's not good oh boy it's not good at all
1: regardless of which side you're on you're gonna want breckenridge beers tomorrow so definitely make sure you get your hands on those if you need to figure out where to pick them up you're not going to the game use the beer locator on the breck brew website uh it's a great tool they're great beers you can't go wrong um i feel like we're running out of lemonade seltzer days so definitely get your hands on some of those also we want to give a shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Um, I think we're, our our consensus is we're t- we're taking the under on the game. Yes. Yeah. But what are you guys thinking on this spread? Arizona plus six. Let me throw in the context: What's eight and a half points per game for Colorado against FBS teams. So does Arizona get that field goal? I just think <laughs> I think it's gonna come. It's gonna be close. Is I the really current are.
0: line six right now?
1: Six and a half was last I saw. I th- it actually might move to seven now. That I think of it. Let me look.
0: Right. Okay. Fair enough. I'll get the um, live look here, but uh, here's all I'm going to say. And we were talking about this before the show to all the betting public out there. And by the way, if you're not on DraftKings, you should be on DraftKings. It's and a the half. best. Six and a half. Okay. okay. Here's the only thing that makes me a little bit worried, and this will probably this will be my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm going to go with the under of forty six and a half. But here's why. I'm not very good at this because I look at it and I think to myself three different ways that <laughs> Mike has made some guarantees that it's I've not made gone some right. terrible <laughs> guarantees. Yes, yes, yes. That is
1: for sure. Yes, <laughs> for sure. You made a guarantee that went wrong and then made another guarantee.
0: Correct. Yeah. Yes. But you know what? Uh, at this mm. point, you know, two negatives are going to equal a positive mm, at some point. So my no one own, holds you accountable. For nobody can anyway. do Seriously. <laughs> like if you're betting based on what I'm telling you, then you know what? That's on you, not on me. Here's my only point though. Anytime you see a line where all four of us are like, what in the world is that? Mm-hmm. Just saying, people in Vegas, yep. the, they know more than we know. Well, that's what yep. we said
3: on our bet show yesterday about the Bucks being six and a half point favorites. They're like, 90% of the money came in on the Bucks. Something weird is going to happen. The Eagles mm-hmm. are going to cover this. What did they
0: do? They covered, they covered it by it. a half point on the back door. So, Crazy. Take it for what it's worth. That's my DraftKings pick for the week.
2: <sighs> Man, the, right? o- the over-under has changed from 46 and a half to 46. Oh, get in
1: quick. They're so, listening. Yeah, oh I yeah, That
0: there was instantaneous too. Yeah, yeah screw that. Within about twenty seconds. Dude,
2: Arizona plus two oh five. Oh man. It's it's really hard to not want to put money on Arizona right now. Because I just believe <laughs> that they could probably cover this. It's, just, it's Arizona, man. I don't know.
1: Last four I games points for Colorado. 7 0 13 14. It's a <sighs> six and a half point spread. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, but conversely, like, but conversely, like Arizona's uh, last several games, it's like, uh, let's see, 34, 41, 21, NAU, 38, and 24. What they've given up? Yes.
1: Colorado's lost three straight by 22 or more. All right. Are you trying to. <laughs> We've <laughs> we got to we, stop We this. could do a full hour of just bad stat versus bad stat. I'm, I'm on Colorado plus or, or Arizona plus six and a half. I, I do think it like probably comes
3: down
0: to a field goal. Oh, well, so you guys, God, you guys how, are all back in the A. On how this
2: brutal one. would that be
0: though? Yeah. seriously. Like
2: how brutal would that be? Like we're all. Nine six. We're all on the edge of our seats hoping that we don't lose this game to this other team that's equally as bad.
3: Oh, my gosh. Overtime would be poetic. I hope it goes to
0: overtime. I love There's overtime. a reason that Saul and I are up here because we knew this was going to be a Clash of the Titans. It's going to yes. be an epic game. Game of the
2: century. Like, I, listen, we might be joking about this, but tomorrow at this point, we might be like, dude. That was yeah. a great <laughs> game, man. What? The, what? That's what we all need right what? now. Right? Yes, we do. Yes. Don't we all just want game. a competitive listen, football yo, game? listen. Even Mighty Mites in Pop Warner will give you a good game, you know what I mean? Like they might not be the best of the best, but hey, I'll watch some eight year olds knock the shit out of each other. Like (laughs) I wanna see the same thing
1: tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so I'm Regardless of who who you guys trust, make your pick, but make sure you make that pick with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any NFL game this week. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. It's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports sportsman partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 100. I didn't realize we had to pack 12 football tonight. I'm gonna go in heavy on Oregon minus seven and a half first. By half.
0: the way, listen to Sean Seely right here. This guy knows what he's talking about. What's he saying?
3: Final score, 13, uh, Cats 13, Buffs 17. It's gonna be a low-scoring, ugly game. There
1: you That's go. True. That's not low-scoring. True.
2: Who's Oregon playing tonight?
1: Cal. 13 and, and points, spread. Where? At where? Oregon. Yeah. I like Oregon. Yeah, I to like cover Oregon. That. In that, I to do too. That. Yeah. Made a 13 and a thirteen and a half night, point favorite, and that line on the game. stuck,
2: especially too. after losing the Stanford the way they did. Yeah, yeah, bounce what back. What do you game. think,
3: Hank?
1: I I agree, but they're missing. They're start, starting tailback though. I know, and that's why I talked Oregon? myself into Cal yeah. last night. There was DraftKings fifty percent parlay boost, five plus play or five plus leg parlay. So I built one last night, and I took Cal plus 13 and a half, but oh, I regret what it. Are you do- uh, Oregon,
3: <laughs> or- yeah. What are you doing? Well, Oregon. What are you doing? Oregon, that they're losing, if they don't have their starting half pack, they have like four more five stars just waiting behind That's true. Them.
1: The big one for me, oh, I you guys are Arizona guys, so you might not like it, but Arizona State, even odds with Utah
0: mm-hmm. Saturday night. See, I love the Arizona of, State now. Utah
3: is <laughs> the type of team that beats Arizona
0: State. They, yeah. That's Especially Vegas way. U- that's Go ahead, go ahead. That's Vegas' way of saying Utah's going to win that game. Yeah. Seriously. Who's Especially even their quarterback now? It doesn't no matter. It doesn't matter. When you see a I'm telling you guys, I'm just saying, even though I made it my pick of the week, so I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth, so either way, I can tell you guys I told you so, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, when you see something like that, Vegas is telling you Utah's going to win that game. Mm-hmm. It's true.
3: You know? I, I, I kind of feel like they will, too. Really? Arizona State is bound to Arizona State at some point.
2: That's what I keep thinking, yeah. but... Outside of BYU, that's the other thing, though, that we do have to talk about. They did go to Provo, and they, they did get used to the the environment, the fields, whatever. True. Now they're going back to the same venue, basically, just 50 miles north to take on Utah. And so, I don't know. It, it, listen, ASU, now that uh, – I, f- I keep forgetting the, the starting tailback for Oregon, who got injured. CJ Vardell. Yeah. Vardell. Yeah. Ver- yeah. They're just now that,
3: more t- carries for now,
2: now that Vardell's yeah. out – ASU legitimately probably has the best running back core in the Pac-12 right now. I thought they did before that, actually. True, true. Right. It was debatable at that point, but now it's. I think it's for certain. So like, what translates on the road is your defense and your running game, and I think both of those things help ASU in a game against what? Utah.
3: But the problem is they get in their own way on that running game. They, they. Are, I feel like you, you know, know they fell for the hype for Jordan uh, Jaden Daniels anyway. Like he he deserves a lot of hype, but I feel like sometimes they get out there and they're like, let's sling you know this thing around with Jaden all game. You know what's
0: strange about ASU is that like if you look at you're finally seeing kind of the you know Herm's recruiting after three or four years really taking. I mean, you bring in three or four straight top twenty-five mm-hmm. recruiting classes. I think the problem with ASU though is that they're still. If you look at the skill position guys. With the exception of Rashad White, they're still incredibly young across the board. You mm-hmm. look at Chip Tra- Cha- uh, him sophomore, uh, Daniel Nata, and uh, Gata, sophomore. You look at the uh, wide receivers, whether that's L.V., Bunkley, Shelton, all those guys, they're all sophomores, essentially. So. They're not disciplined, and they're young, which is a bad combination when you're going into a place like Utah. It feels like Utah's always disciplined and old. And old. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah. That's them. It's because they got those guys coming back from the missions, too.
1: Yeah. Not as
3: much as BYU, but it's true. Yeah.
1: We can bring it back to this uh, Buffs-Arizona matchup, but uh, we're done talking about tomorrow, at least for now. Oh. We're talking about the future because we need a little bit of a break from this. So the question I want to ask you guys, who is the contender for a Pac-12 title first, oh, is it Arizona, Arizona, Arizona or Colorado? Arizona will contend Colorado.
2: for a Pac-12 title this year in basketball, mm. uh, but football, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Do you it, mean that about basketball? I, I I'm just being facetious. Okay, cool. Well, I I, I <laughs> was actually like, yeah, actually I love you know hear it. I do yeah. think they they will be in the top four of the league. I agree with that. We got some which, basketball talk on the way which, too, which which naturally we'll puts you in position. So
3: I'm excited to talk basketball. I mean, it's a nice break is neither an option like the 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 path for colorado up until this year i've been able to like paint that picture Mm -hmm. and that's why fans are so despondent right now right because this for a while it felt like colorado was getting away from this um bottom feeder like national embarrassment that they were for a few years in the early 2010s mm-hmm. and it felt like okay slowly but surely we're climbing one step higher one step higher one step higher uh you know they brought in a pretty good recruiting class a couple years ago and to go this far back right now is really scary especially because after they lost mel tucker they were so worried about losing a coach again that they built in this insane buyout into Carl Durrell's contract. So Carl Durrell's not getting fired anytime
0: and soon. And who's looking for Carl Durrell?
3: No one. Like, no one was then coming, and no one is now. And like, nobody's no one like, man, if we this. could get yeah. Carl
0: Durrell, that's the missing piece. I'm going to make the case for Arizona. Now, listen, I I don't like the case, but I'm going to make the case. Uh, One thing that Jed Fish has done very, very well here is he's been able to sell a vision to recruits. Mm -hmm. Arizona's got a top 30 recruiting class, and I believe, depending on where you look, it's top four in the the conference. And they're bringing in, and he's got good kids. You've got uh, the two kids from Servite High School. Um, who were on the podcast earlier this week? Um, you've got another kid in Sterling Lane, legitimate four-star kids that Arizona has been able to get. Now, when you look at the Pac-12 South, Saul and I disagree a little bit on a couple things here. Um, I think I think ASU going to have a new coach next year. I don't I don't think I don't think Herm survives this. I could be wrong. Could I? But no, I, I get it. I people there are going to defend him hard. Yeah, college. Football. That's the thing. I get it. But the problem is, is what then, he was doing yeah. though. During a, a, a worldwide pandemic, I think it's hard to I explain think, away. I think
2: that I think that matters more to people outside the program than it does to people inside the program. So they- and, and, and conversely, I think like Sean Miller's thing, I think that more meant more to people inside. Well, it, it meant a lot to people outside the program, but I think people inside the program were like, "Okay, we have something to be able to use against Miller," and which eventually they did. With Herm, he's such a well liked. Guy within the program he's boys with the ad i just unless you caught her murdering somebody in his office red-handed i just don't see it okay. i just don't see so it. so we agree to disagree on that sure. one but either way
0: so let's just let's just say asu is in maybe a little bit of flux this offseason i think that's probably fair um ucla has, hasn't been what anybody expected under chip kelly i was totally wrong on that i thought he would have them top 15 by i this think point. a lot of people did yeah yeah, yeah. usc i mean who knows you never they haven't had a good coach and who knows how long so utah is always going to be solid under whittingham but there's always kind of a i always feel that there's that there's a a ceiling to them and there's a basement absolutely they're, they're never going to like lose win less than six but they're also probably not going to ever win more than nine mm-hmm. so if you're asking me to make the case for the uh, arizona to come out of the south there's my case it's happened once before in the last 10 years. Maybe it happens again.
3: And I'll say, if I'm making the case for Colorado, I just use history. Like, I just say, like, this is a team who has won the South before. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a team who at least has some football tradition to fall back on.
1: Heisman in a national uh, championship. Heisman in a
3: national championship. One of 25 schools in the country to have that. So, you know, it's something we've been dangling on cool for distinction actually it is it is <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's one it's something we've been hanging on for 20 years though saying hey one day we'll get back to this uh and unfortunately it's possible gotten close you know
2: once that's the thing about the south though is like it's so volatile yes like <laughs> it, you you can be a bottom feeder feeder and then two or three years later you could be top in the pac 12 south as opposed to the north where it's basically always Oregon and Washington. Right. It's always those two. Stanford every now and again gets, gets a flash, but and it's, it's all- not really uh, solidified. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, in the last what decade, in the last 10 years, I think every team in the Pac-12 South has made it to the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. So, like, th- if that doesn't tell you what the Pac-12 South is all about, right. you know, that's and that would be the argument for either one of these teams mm-hmm. possibly getting to that point again. So don't lose
3: faith. I guess the other argument for Back Colorado is they could have slash should have
0: won it last year. Yep. I mean, you look at what happened last year. Can they, I ask they go... you guys a question about Colorado real quick? Sure. Yeah. yeah. How much of a, de- how much of a downgrade was it from Mel Tucker to Carl Durrell? And the only reason I ask that is because I watch Mel Tucker and I'm not saying he's great, but his teams never seem to beat themselves. They always kind of hang in there. What, what has that transition been like?
1: That's a good question. I I, I mean, obviously very different approaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in terms of the way that they present themselves. Mel Tucker's all about showmanship, and he, he wants to be interviewed. What He told us that the media is the fourth phase of football. It's so offense, offense, defense, defense special, teams, special teams, and media. Teams and media. He's like out that. there. He's blowing everything <laughs> up. He's trying to get the five-star recruits and like make noise wherever he can. And I think that what comes with that is... What what how is he seen four or five years from now? do do things somehow go wrong behind the scenes in a way that you're like, eh, okay, here's what we're talking about. but that's that's to be determined. with Carl Durrell, he's gonna provide stability. I think that he is somebody who is very well connected. He spent a lot of time on a bunch of different NFL staffs. Um, he's, he's going to bring in good assistant coaches. And, like, you even look at guys like Taylor Embry last year, who, John Embry's son, mm-hmm. uh, so he, he worked with the tight ends with uh, the Chiefs and with the 49ers. Obviously, Kelsey Chris Kittle. Yeah, Chris Wilson's a good one, but then Embry comes in as a young guy, coaches the tight ends here for a year, gets a job in the NFL. I think you see some of that sort of stuff. Chris Wilson, a great defensive coordinator, who he brings in, He's a defensive line coach for the Eagles, back then. and so you have those connections. On top of that, like he played with or coached Josh McCown, so now Owen McCown is committed last year because Josh was hyping it up, and so I think that that's how you kind of build that. It's a very, uh, I don't want to say like just purely like above board, but. I don't I don't even understand that though I don't I even know. understand why like
2: I've been to see you hundreds of times and I just every time I leave that place I'm like this is one of the most beautiful campuses in the country like they have everything they need to win here why the hell do coaches just want to
3: leave all the time I, it just doesn't make sense to me well, the, the, well Mel's the first one that's left in a long time but because
0: that one, let, let's stick on that just for a second that one was the one that surprised me though because he left Colorado, and I think this is to Saul's point a little bit, to a Michigan State program that at least at the time was in total disarray. It's not like he's leaving Colorado yeah. for Alabama. Yeah. But so they can basically what, double his salary. That's what I was going to say. Is yeah. And
1: on top Here, of that, the the funds that you can provide to the, yeah. the rest of right. everything that's going on. I mean, he wanted to do some other things. He wanted to build... Dorms specifically for student athletes, which is against the rules, but you find a way to get around it. Whatever, and they were going to be basically a five-star resort, and they're just like, "We can't pay for this. Michigan State will pay for that." Everything
3: Fair he enough. wanted to do was slightly against the rules, and that's why he was that's a lot what better you than were Carl Right there, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to me, to answer your question directly, is I think is a huge downgrade. That showmanship, that hype machine that he was able to create around colorado football was really powerful and Mm -hmm. it was working and people were showing up and people were Mm -hmm. excited for the first time in a while um it it may have ended in scandal and it may end Mm -hmm. in scandal for michigan state too because he wanted to do all the things that you have to do to win in college football and all of us sitting here know that not all of that is a is uh goes in line with the rules so yeah he wanted to build that in he was, he was told that his recruiting budget would triple at Michigan State. His salary was doubled at Michigan State. His assistant pool was doubled. So that's why he left. Um, it's unfortunate because we all knew like when you poach a defensive coordinator from the SEC, you're not expecting like, oh, this guy's going to hunker down in Boulder and stay there forever. What sucked was that you got one season and he was gone before he could really build anything. And
1: it's really a Pac-12 issue more than anything. It's it's just that TV revenue. And in 2024 mm-hmm. if they get a great new TV deal right. and they're pulling in another 10-15 million dollars a, a year, point. then I think that's where that could change. We but the hope. reason you don't hold down coaches is money. Yeah.
0: I Carl Dur- Durrell, to me from an outsider perspective looks perfectly mediocre. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't mind the hire. I mean, he's coach of the year last year. And just to get back on topic, you know, what is the path back to, you know, competing for a Pac-12 title? The argument, at least, is you look at what happened last year. They were 4-1 and in the regular season. Sure, they missed Washington, Oregon, USC, and Arizona State, which is, uh, those are some good teams. But you had some success, and then you say, what if you had a quarterback this year? Yeah. And, and, and that might be the difference between winning one more game. It could be, I and mean, you probably maybe pull out that Texas A&M game because you put up. Points yeah. In the last three quarters, you know, you know, you just, yeah. I think just there, to there is a
3: little bit of a part of me that separates my heart from it and says we're overreacting because mm-hmm. of the last 10 years yeah. or 15 years. And there, is, I think you, you can make that case. You know, it, last year when they were a good football team feels like a hundred years ago to me. Right. Now. I feel
2: like, mm-hmm. I feel like both programs are in a, in a space right now where you can kind of see a path. To where they could get better, but you don't trust either the leadership that's in charge of these programs yet, because you need to see some more, or you just don't know what type of player they're going to bring in, uh, because both of these coaches are still relatively new and trying to get uh, get a you know a foothold on what they're trying to do. I trust. I don't trust Jed Fish necessarily, but I do trust what he has built from the coaching staff, from the community aspect. Um, I pe- people will come back on board if they win because of who they have in 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 the program right now. He's brought back the the, the Gronkowski's. He's brought back the Brewskis. He's brought back the the, you know, the Cecil's. Like people were clamoring for that under uh, Rich Rodriguez and under Sumlin. Uh, they didn't get any of it, and if 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 anything, they got alienated. And so now that this guy's embraced the past of Arizona football or the good parts of Arizona football, um, I think it's going to be easier to sell it back to the public once you get some dudes in here that can ball for real. Mm
0: -hmm. The stat that I would give you for Arizona football is, and I'll just ask you guys, how many times do you think Arizona since 1999 has finished the season ranked? (laughs) Who?
1: Yeah, I mean, one is right around the guess.
0: Has it happened? Okay. Once. I mean, we're talking almost 25 years of being finishing the season ranked once. Some sad shit, That's man. amazing. Some sad shit. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine Colorado without Logan's probably four times. At yeah, least.
3: I mean, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, that was a good time for them. So um, they they probably got a few in there. And then, of course, uh, in 2016, mm-hmm. they went to the Pac-12 Championship right. and, you know, the Alamo Bowl, so that one. Um how, guess how many quarterbacks Colorado has had? Three. Uh, Three?
1: 2001, 2002, 2016. 2016. When you tripled us up.
3: In that 25-year yep. period <laughs> that you mentioned, how, guess how many quarterbacks Colorado has uh, had drafted in the NFL?
1: Zero. Zero. And that's, I mean, <laughs> isn't that kind of what a lot of it comes down that's to? really what it comes you down to. You hit on a quarterback. Right. And he doesn't transfer. Then, uh, I mean, that just opens so many doors. For sure. That's yeah. the
3: craziest part of this We've whole. We've only had one. Right. But he was a Super Bowl MVP. That's true. Yes. I mean, one, you know. That's right. Andy, oh, that's he, that's right. Brady. By way, that Super Bowl MVP Sunshine, uh, baby. lost to one of the worst CU teams ever in Boulder. Hey, he's still Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> <laughs> it was All I remember is it was like 50 mile per hour wins that day. No one could throw the ball. Nick there. Foles, we love you. I was yeah. there.
1: It was not pretty. All right, it's football season, baby. You know what that means? It means we're going for two here with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped. Uh, Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time you join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using the code DNVR at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. It's three and out the window with all the other trimmers. Now go tame that wildcat offense. Uh, the the perfect package 4.0. <laughs> Did you write this shit? Oh, I wish I wrote this. <laughs> oh I could never come gosh. up with this. The perfect package 4.0 from Manscaped is the perfect package Manscaped. for your package and a key for a great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. The brand new lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense. Uh. Uh, to, to the next level <laughs> this fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade <laughs> to reduce groom, grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology uh, there's a fourth or 7,000 rpm motor a new multi-function on off switch all sorts of awesome stuff it's waterproof too there's no 15 yard penalty for this clipping uh the package also comes with a weed whacker oh, it's gosh. an elite nose and hair and ear hair trimmer That's it's also guy. waterproof 9,000 rpms 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Um, you get all sorts of liquid formulations with that stuff, too. Again, the code is DNVR at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping anything at that website. So make sure that you jump on there and use that code DNVR at manscaped.com. Good job, Henry. Oh, wow. Thank you. Power through. Last that night was, on the draft podcast. That was, that I that broke was down. a lot. That was a yeah. lot. I mean, through keep it going. like
3: the lawnmower 4.0. Oh, no. Yeah. Nothing can power through like that. <laughs> no, no. I, <laughs> nothing, I wish. Nothing. That's Literally. a gold standard right there. Right, oh, <laughs>
1: All oh, right. Man. Um, let's get into some basketball here. Yes. So, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 all right yeah. Then. yeah. So, first of all, season projection. Just kind of give us the vibe with this basketball team. I
2: mean, everything's new. It's kind of like the jet fish stuff. Everything's okay. new. Um, different, different vibe. It's uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a lot more open to the media, mm, uh, to the that. community. Uh, I think. You know what I think the athletic department realized during the the Rich Rod Sumlin and Sean Miller years is that um, you can't build a successful college community if you shut people out. And that's what I feel like Jed Fish and Tommy Lloyd have done with their programs is they've opened up, opened them up a little bit, um, given a little bit more access uh, to not only the media but to fans and I think there's a lot of optimism. now. With that being said, do I think they're going to come out and be, you know, world beaters? No, they still they they're still, you know, weak at a couple positions that they need they need some five-star dudes that can ball, but um I think overall as a team, Arizona's always going to be Arizona and they're always going to be competitive and I think this team offensively is going to be a far cry from what we've seen in the last decade with Sean Miller.
3: Really quick just to add on your point about welcoming in the community. I also think like Places like Tucson—that's a true, you know, college town. Yeah. That's even more important. Like those yeah. people really care about it down there. Yeah. The more that you give them, the more that they'll give you.
0: I, sh- I think you know what I got a lot of thoughts on this because basketball is what drives Tucson. Yeah. It's, it's not football, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> and there are a couple things. First of all, Sean Miller—I mean—did some really good things. There's, there's no doubt yeah. about it. I mean, you had three f- seasons where you finished in the top five in the nation. All of this. The problem, though, with Sean Miller and what caught up with him was not necessarily getting popped by the NCAA, in my opinion. It's that he was a jerk needlessly. Mm. He was, It to me, my favorite player of all time in baseball is Barry Bonds. And I never, for the longest time, I never really got it. You know, why is the media going after Bonds, but he's not going after Sosa and McGuire? Well, they're going after Bonds because Bonds was a jerk to them. Yep. The, media is, the media is human just like anybody else. So when Sean Miller gets popped, just like Bill Self, just like some other people, these people look at him and they're like, that was the guy that was that, he was a total asshole to me, yeah. or whatever the case may be. So you never want to be me. Never- it's also more than that, though. It's his absolute stubbornness
2: to modify his own system because it started being inefficient. Then- when you have the number one overall fucking pick in DeAndre Aiden, <laughs> and you can't design an offense to get him the ball down low in the post, You suck. You suck. Uh- yeah, and flat out. Have I don't give a shit about your pack there. line defense <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get the number one overall pick and, the damn ball against Buffalo motherfucking low
0: and the thing about it too <laughs> he's, he's coming on the heel too. he's coming on the heels too of Lute Olsen who yep. is by any measure the second best pack 10 basketball coach of all time behind John Wooden mm-hmm. and he's running a thing like what Saul and I were Tad watching boil number three what's that Kevin oh, number three, easy. And Kevin O'Neill, number four, most likely. Oh, shut the hell I'm right sorry. God. KO, that's a shout out for you, buddy. Oh, By the gosh. way, I had KO on the podcast, on the live oh, that stream. That was a train wreck in itself. He was, he was doing the live stream as he was driving on the 405. It's mm-hmm. tough. True. But either way. Um, <laughs> Tommy Lloyd, though, is refreshing for a couple reasons. Because he, I think he's going to have far more of a Lute Olsen type style. And that he's going to get up and down. He's going to let his guys play. And I think. And I think on top of that, just if you're asking me how they're going to do this year, I think by the end of the year, I think they're going to be back in top 25. Okay. I think I think they, Ben Matherin's an NBA player. Azulis Tabellis is going to be 17-10. and 10. You've got other guys in Kerr at the point. You've got you know guys like Pella Larson from Utah. I th- again, it might be a little bit of a transition, but I think by the end of the year, outside of Oregon and UCLA, which I think are clearly the two best teams in the conference, mm-hmm. Arizona's right there. Yeah. So, how okay. about
1: you guys? I, th- I think standards are probably just a little bit lower. I, th- I think probably the goal this year is is to make the tournament. And it's probably 50-50 that that happens as of right now. So, obviously, that McKinley Wright last year mm-hmm. and for four years, that was the fourth like year there. Jesus. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you lose somebody like that who's the face of the program, he's the, the best defensive player, he's the guy who makes everything on offense click, there's going to be a lot of nerves. And the fact that he was a part of like a four-man recruiting class – that really set the tone for that program for four years and now you've got a lot of those guys gone it just changes a bunch of things and so they pull in i think it's five freshmen mm-hmm. um it's the number 13 recruiting class in the country so there's a lot of reason to be excited but you know no. you guys you guys play a lot of freshmen there have been a lot of freshmen that get a lot of minutes at arizona you At colorado what's... it's been this this crew that's kind of grown and grown and grown Culture about developing and teaching how to yeah. play defense and playing good team basketball and grinding it out.
0: You guys obviously know a lot more about this than I do, mm-hmm. but the one thing that I've always found interesting about uh, Tad Boyle is mm-hmm. it always seems like he's got like two guys, and whether that's George, whether that's uh, uh, was it George George King, King. George King, uh, King yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, McKinley Wright, uh, Tyler Bay, but it always seems like he's got two guys and then a bunch of filler. And mm. that really doesn't is that a fair is that a fair assessment? I think there was a couple fair.
3: teams in there that had more. Josh than Scott that. was another one. Yeah, there. I mean, there was a team that had you know Spencer Dinwiddie and Asheia Booker and Josh Scott all together. Oh, you and, didn't want to throw Xavier
2: Johnson in there? No, I still hate. <laughs> what Xavier about Sabatino Chen? I'm so happy he got dunked on, big time by uh, Aaron. Don't Gordon. you
0: dare uh, try Ch- to Chen Sanity, baby.
3: Expand. That shot was <laughs> good. Bar none, 100%. Are yeah. we talking about, to talking to come about come Skia Berker? No, we're no, talking sad. about
0: Chen, Sabatino Chen. Oh, yeah. Because that's why nah, right when
3: Jeremy Lane was. It was Lane after was, the buzzer. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely was not.
0: <laughs> uh, I was there, by the way, in the
3: McHale Center that really? night. Really? Yep. Yeah.
0: But it always feels, though, like I said, like he's got a couple dogs and then like a bunch yeah. of guys that are just meh.
1: But but then those guys are usually like juniors or seniors. They play really good defense. Yeah. They can knock down some threes. Right. And so while they don't provide the pop, and that's the difference now, is you now have this number 13 recruiting class in the country. It's like they're going to be making mistakes on defense. Are they going to knock down some deep threes too? Are they just going to make some plays like, that you're just not used to from l- freshmen?
2: Like I told ASU fans when they got all freaking high on the hog last year, they're like, Oh, we got a top five recruiting class. Mm-hmm. We got Josh Christopher mm-hmm. and we got Marcus Bagley. I'm like, You're still gonna suck well, and it, because I mean, you have a coach that doesn't know how to coach he's a them. Fraud, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't say he's a fraud. He's when he was at Buffalo, he had more experienced players, so he was able to execute a system better at a higher level. When you have freshmen, there's a lot of coaching and mentoring you have to do to get them to a high level. And the good thing about that Sean Miller era was it always seemed like when there was a freshman that came in, there was another freshman that was an All-American that didn't live up to the hype and couldn't get drafted right off the bat. So they stayed another year to improve their draft stock. And so that helped keep the momentum going to a degree. Once that that train left the station then everything started to fall apart because you didn't have those guys carrying over because they thought they were so good and that's the other thing is that todd boyle's very good however he does it he's much better than what we've had at informing kids of their true value at that moment so they understand if they do stay they can actually improve their draft stock and then it usually Mm -hmm. turns out to fruition whereas with sean miller it was more of like yeah i think if you stay you'll develop but he never took the time to develop them. Like, Raleigh Alkins, he was a tweener it, between a two and a three. Mm-hmm. So why not work on his ball handling and shooting to make him more of a guard because he's too small to play small forward. Alonso mm-hmm. Trier should have been a point guard, should have trained him to be a point guard. Mm-hmm. All he was was a scorer, only looked for his shot because Sean Miller couldn't train him to do anything else. Yeah. So it was just mm-hmm. like those kind of things that well, I really yeah, aggravate. One thing
3: I'll say about Tad that kind of works in his favor is his system – is very simple. It's defend your ass off and rebound the basketball. I mean, that's literally this. That is the system they run. Yep. One play on offense,
0: it's Exa- motion,
1: and that's a concern for for this team. Is you Can know you that the defense is going in? to be good. Yeah. The defense is going to be very good. Can you score points?
0: I've always thought, from just a pure X's and O's schematic standpoint, that Boyle's one of the three or four best coaches in the conference. Personally, I've always I've always thought that you guys are lucky to have him. Like I oh, said, yeah. mm-hmm. it's all. I don't think that he's ever, you're never going to have a vintage Colorado team. I don't know if that exists, but, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative light, Mm -hmm. but I think for Colorado, he's pretty good for you. Oh, absolutely. Anyone who knows,
3: you know, I guess anyone who understands Colorado basketball on the whole realizes that Tad Boyle is arguably, if not the best coach in Colorado history. Most people love him. He competes for a tournament berth most years. He competes for a top four spot in the Pac-12 most years. It hasn't happened a lot, but this team has been respectable year in,
0: year out, every year that he's been. I think yeah. the one thing that's a little bit different, maybe, than, because Saul was spot on about the Bobby Hurley with the top five recruiting classes. I think the, the problem, though, that ASU fans have never gotten, and not to turn this into an ASU show. Yeah, I but, don't even want to talk about ASU. But, but Bobby Hurley sucks as a coach. He's just, I agree. He's an awful coach. <laughs> he can get guys in, but he just lets them run, run the ball. If if Tad Boyle ever got guys like Josh Christopher and Remy Martin Alonzo Verge, he would take them to a much higher apex. I think. Than- oh
2: man, I, it's again, it's difficult with freshmen. You just never mm-hmm. know. You never know what they're going to buy into, and it's hard when they know they're going to be gone in a year. Yep. And just you to go know?
1: back to the the point you guys are making about the uh, like, you you tell them their value, and then they come back. Jabari Walker. In, yeah. in that 2020 recruiting class, he was the second highest recruit that didn't go declare for the draft last year. And so he's yeah. one of those guys who's right on that fringe. He's six foot eight. He can. He's bouncy. He Shoots shot ball, 53% or, from three last year on over a, a shot and a half what, per game. He hit game. six in the tournament. Yeah, he, he got hot. Tournament game, and so, so you have him down there in the post. And it's like if he stays out of foul trouble, there's kind of your focal point. You've got Eli Parquet back. You've got Evan Batty back. Two really good defenders. An All Pac-12 defender, and yeah. Evan is a preseason All Pac-12 big guy. And if you have Jabari right there, and he can provide something, you just have a few more spots that you got to fill out with this great recruiting class. It's like if they're knocking down threes, if they're if they're just providing something, if, if, you if, see if, the if, path if. exactly, it's and that's what's scary. That's I mean that's a story scary. of college basketball,
3: yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Until you de- you do develop these guys, and I will say what Tad has going for him with this high-ranked recruiting class is you don't see the guys who are like it's not a one-and-done like mm-hmm. it's hard to get the 13th best recruiting class in the nation without getting a couple one and duns. none of these guys are one-and-done guys no, so it, that plays into his favor
2: yeah it's also like you know like back in the day with the Lute Olsen era he would find those guys that were like kind of fringe five-star guys or maybe four-star guys that wanted to play at a high-level program um but they wouldn't get a lot of run right in years one and two they might play like five ten minutes a game at most right Mm -hmm. by the time they were juniors and seniors they were solid contributors but in this day and age of the transfer portal you don't get that anymore so those guys are like i'll try it for a year because i want to play at a high level program then when it doesn't fizzle and when it fizzles out they're like okay well i'm gonna go to sam houston state because i can start there like and so Both coaches are in difficult positions. I think it's almost impossible to be a head coach right now in college basketball. But that's why the, they get paid the big this bucks. Is, I'm looking
0: at your guys' recruiting class right now. This is perfect for you, Lawson Lovering. Yep, great name. Nasty. Seven foot, two twenty. Number sixty-three. Uh, by the time he's a junior, he'll probably flirt with all-conference status. KJ Simpson, U of A, re- was yep. committed to the U of A. I actually thought Tommy Lloyd made a mistake not trying to keep him. Everyone he's is obsessed with him. He'll older. be very yeah. good for yeah. you. Like not it's only incredible. just the
3: way he plays basketball, but like there he's there, like he's the greatest human on have You
1: got it's incredible. I mean, he's come to a couple of our tailgates. Yeah, he's, he's got three top one hundred kids. Nice. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Yeah, go. no, it's a re- it's a perfect Tad Boyle class. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it absolutely is. Okay, before we get out of here, we were gonna make a bet on the basketball game, but we're gonna talk before then. We'll talk before that basketball game for sure. Let's uh, let's put something on the line here. I was saying,
3: bet something. For this game that gets paid off when we oh, do a basketball show. Perfect,
0: perfect, perfect. Oh, you're trying to lure us back up here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, we are. We could do yeah. it a we, don't, we don't
2: have anywhere to do a post game tomorrow, so we were just going to come back and do it here. Because does it really matter if you guys are talking about a win and we're talking about a loss? No, I don't think it I does. I don't think it does. <laughs>
1: I think we can hang out together. <laughs> yes,
3: let's, let's someone's getting the number one overall pick. <laughs> <in> the Pac-12. <back laughs> <home, right? laughs> so, game of the century. What do we oh, put on the man. line, though? I don't
1: know. You guys having? Uh, it's tough.
3: I say just like a shotgun of beer Shot- okay. next, I'm next been,
1: time. That's classic. I'm in
2: on that.
0: In on okay. That. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: yeah. While we're in the other team stuff. I think yeah. it would be
3: funnier if we picked Arizona and you guys picked Colorado. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the way this show has been going. Do you guys really think yeah.
0: Arizona's, or Arizona's going to win? I don't
1: think they win. I think they cover yeah that's what i've decided i'm with that i oh. I'm, I'm more
3: confident in the cover than the see you win though i just i'm so scared of how oh. we're going to score points but i i there's part of me that thinks we you can stop you guys deep down think arizona's man.
0: gonna win I, I sense some hesitancy right i'm just there. so happy we can do that for I'm you, sense some hesitancy.
3: you deserve I'm, it. I'm definitely hesitant yeah uh, so i don't have to hide that yeah
2: um uh yeah i don't uh i don't think i'm confident either way mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you anything all right.
0: Well, we'll we'll longer. stay on our own side. Okay. Here. I'll go Colorado seventeen ten. Okay.
3: We're still betting a sh- we're yeah, shotgunning yeah, a sh- beer to the losers. Yes. Um, All right.
2: I'm going to take Arizona.
0: You're back score? in the day. I'm going like to say
2: it, I'm going to I'm going to say um, six to three. Arizona <laughs> six, six to
0: three. Luke
1: o- Haversick will finally redeem himself. how s- many overtimes? Uh seven. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Seven overtimes.
2: Six to three in the seven. Six overtimes. to three. Perfect. Yeah. They all just right. keep Every possession will be a turnover. They're
0: punting. Uh, <laughs> they're they're, they're you know, punting. Overtime. They're punting on the opponent's thirty-yard <laughs> line. Oh, David Shaw's not coaching either one of these teams. <laughs> oh,
1: but I mean, uh, what, do you well, got? Let's, what, let's, what do you got? Oh yeah, I guess we're putting scores out. Uh, I'll say uh, I'm going to give Colorado a fourteen to ten win.
0: We're all we're all kind of in that all right. same range, right? Uh, we are.
3: I mean. I guess I'll just pick with my heart. Um, Love it. 16-13 buffs. So three of you are going with the buffs. Wow. My what? head is telling me what? otherwise. but wow. I, will, I will
2: say this. If Gunnar Cruz throws for over 250 yards, uh, we do win the game.
3: You know what? No, because I've been saying it all week. They're going to lose. So it's the other way around. 16-13 <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> That's all it took, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred fifty. You said 250 I yards of my heart stop.
0: You <laughs> do have the cover. I got the cover. I got Colorado to cover.
2: Oh, I'm taking the under on the 46.
0: Absolutely. A million percent. Hammer the under. I don't even understand anything over 40. I can't imagine
2: that number. If this thing ends up being 30, if it goes over 46, I'll say this. If it goes over 46, I'm shotgunning a beer tomorrow. No matter what. There's just no way. I'll I'll join you. There you go. There you go.
1: That's going to do it for today. We'll be back after the game tomorrow from right here at the DMVR bar. It's going to be a good time. Talking about the game of the century. Uh, appreciate you guys for coming on. Appreciate Kale for uh, producing. Kale, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow.